Josh Team is out at Keller Williams, and normal life could be on the horizon in the Philadelphia area. Sarah and I talk about it next on Tool Time. I'm Tom Tool, she's Sarah Timon, and we are back with some real estate news, maybe some normal life on the horizon here. Very exciting. Why don't we start with that? So there was some news that came out this week that uh, the Philadelphia Phillies are in talks with the city about having people in the stands at games in a limited capacity. Westchester School District is going back to school, as well as Radnor, Marple Newtown's made a vote. So we're seeing... Normal life? Is this, like, really happening right now? It could be possible. So what do you think about all this? Yeah, so for the Phillies game um, or for fans being able to come in to to watch the game, I think that does – it's it's outside, it's open, you've got you've got a bit more space, so that could be a way to kind of safely start to get back into to some activities. Um, obviously, they're going to have to follow whatever the, the state uh, guidelines are that are set, so we're not going to be – they wouldn't be able to – break any rules there but um yeah i think it will be a nice that's kind of a good one to have people getting back out to in a nice like open air uh type of environment so we'll have to see how that that rolls out i'm sure they're gonna do whatever they can to make that happen (laughs) yeah i mean well these teams have lost like tons of money like this has been a real problem especially baseball probably more so than the others because they have that high operating cost i mean they have the biggest payrolls out of out of all the teams in a lot of cases and you know I'm, i'm curious to see like are people going to be able to buy concessions? Like, how's that going to work? Um, I know in other places, I mean, there was, what, 20,000 people at the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago down in Florida. So that's way more than limit, the limited capacity they're talking about here. Um, it looks safe. I mean, if you can go to a restaurant and sit outdoors, and I mean, there's plenty of room to space out. So I think for morale, that's where it would probably help more than anything else because people are just sick of staying inside. I mean, like, nice weather's coming, right? Like, we yeah. were just talking about this. People are sick of, like, being stuck inside. It's snowy. It's cold. I mean, it's been almost the year anniversary of two weeks to flatten the curve. So, I, you know, hopefully this is this is a sign of things to come. What do you think about the school systems? This is probably the bigger story. Okay. So for the school systems, I, I'm i a little bit up in the air about it. Um, I think at this point in the year, it would be – like, I understand wanting to get back in there. Certainly there are a million different negatives of people just being virtual and not being able to be in person. Um, my fear would be that at, you know, things are starting to improve. Numbers are starting to get better. People are starting to get vaccinated at this point in the year. Would it make more sense to say, let's like, you know, this year not do anything else and then just start in the fall, um, is kind of like one take on it. But I, I certainly understand wanting to get back in there. I think it was saying that more students that have never failed before are now failing, Obviously, there's all types of, of issues with, with virtual learning. Um, I think that there's a lot of people out there that want to get vaccinated. I think a lot of teachers want to get vaccinated. However, it hasn't happened yet. And if they're saying that, I guess, if teachers aren't put on a higher priority list, would they fall into that category that potentially couldn't get it until June? So what, what I've heard and what I've read, and this stuff changes like every day. And I think that's the problem with this whole thing is that there's no specific guidelines. It's like all over the place and someone changes their mind and all of a sudden there's different guidelines. So um, I know there's a lot of pushback from teachers unions and prioritizing some of the teachers. And it's usually like the noisy 10% that, that, that get a lot of this stuff. 
but I do agree with you in that I think that there's got to be a better plan here. And I think the bigger issue is that the vaccine rollout has still been so slow, right? I mean, you got the governor talking about, hey, we need to prioritize legalizing marijuana, which has some merits. But how about getting the vaccine distribution done first, right? I mean, that to me is such an important priority. Um, from the, the standpoint of the schools, I mean, I, I really feel for some of these kids like that, that are failing right now. Like they're, they're not doing as well as they normally did. There's a lot of emotional breakdowns that come along with this. And from what a lot of the CHOP doctors have said is that children at that at younger ages aren't as much at risk of getting coronavirus as like some of the older kids. So to your point, you know, to me, I, I, the priority needs to be like elementary schools and younger kids that really need to be there. I think it's a little easier to do virtual schooling when you're doing like high school physics or sure. other things. But then at the same time, all the private schools have been in session. Mm-hmm. The Catholic schools have been in session and I'm not hearing any like case counts up there either. So, right. I, you know, to, to me, it's, there's got to be like, hey, this is how we're going to do it instead of Every district has, like, their own plan. Right. I don't see how things differ from Westchester to Downingtown to Radnor to Lower Marion. I just, I just don't see it happening. It's right. it's like when you can do stuff in Philadelphia, but then you cross the county line, yeah. and all of a sudden, okay, you, you can't do that here. Like, it, there's got to be some sort of uniform guidelines, and more importantly, a prioritization around the vaccine. Like, that's what's got to happen in Pennsylvania right now because, sure. I mean, they, like, it's just it's, it's a disaster. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, even if I think that absolutely makes sense that kids that are of the younger age that are less likely to, you know, get the disease um, and more likely to benefit from in-person teaching and school where exactly like you said, but for the teachers that are there, if they haven't been vaccinated, they could still be, you know, at risk. I think it's it's hard because there isn't a right answer. And um, I think that there's a lot of everything's changing every day and there's there's no set like protocol of what's going on so it creates a lot of confusion and then on top of trying to handle what the teachers are trying to do to set up for their their classrooms their schools if it's changing every day then it adds another level of what's going on here and kind of wasting time planning things that might not happen or you know it's it's hard i agree with you and i think a lot of restaurants went through that when they thought they would open up and they like they hire staff, buy food, and then, oh, guess what? You guys can't open now. And, like, that's wasted money. That's wasted resources that could be being spent here. So my, my view of this is this is really, like, a, a fail at the state level, right? Like, I mean, they, Pennsylvania needs to come out and say, here's our guidelines, and here's how we're going to handle it, and we're going to prioritize vaccinating teachers based on this group because every, even every state is different right now. Like, it's, it's, it, the whole thing is just uh, – there's no plan. Like, I mean, there's no plan, and – you know, it, it's it, the problem is like no one's taking accountability. No one's really like jumping in and actually like saying, like, hey, I'm going to handle this. And I think that's the challenge with Pennsylvania is we get all these mixed messages. It's a lot of nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then you have people fighting all the time. And then you have different school districts open, adjacent school districts not like it, 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 that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, right. I, I think there, there's a lack of logic here that really is, is part of the problem. Absolutely. So. Hopefully this ha- hopefully this gets fixed. I don't really know. There's not a good answer here. Like, I mean, this this has been going on for for what twelve months now. I mean, it's literally coming up when we had to shut down here. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I I feel for these students. I mean, I'm a big proponent of getting them back in the classroom just because it looks like the science behind it. And I've like seen it on like I go to these like I listen to these Zoom meetings. I'm one of those losers that listens to the school board Zoom meeting to see what's going on. And what 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 we've heard happening. I mean, the safety protocols are pretty strict at these schools where. They're wearing masks like on the bus. They have to sit like a seat away from everybody unless it's like a brother and sister or the same household. So 
they are being very safe. I have to like there there is no room for error, and you know the kids are kind of used to wearing masks now. So I think that's been that that all that was another fear. Like oh my kid's never going to wear a mask. They're in second grade. That really hasn't happened. Right. That's true. Yeah. See how it goes. I don't know. Hopefully the the government can get their act together. So in in some news we can be a little more definitive about Josh Team, president of Keller Williams since January of 2019. Apparently, there's a mutual parting of ways, and he's no longer with the company. So what do you think about this? Yeah, so just last week was when they had their big uh, company-wide meeting um, and to kind of get everybody revved up and fill them in on, on what's going on for the year and what they have coming up. And he wasn't leaving any type of indication during that that he was going anywhere. And then a week later... He's out the door. <laughs> he was actually featured prominently at the family reunion. Like, it wasn't like he was just, like, kind of there and you figured something was up. But, I mean, he was, like, right on the main stage with Gary Keller. So I find that part to be probably the most interesting thing about all this. So did he know this before the family reunion? That's my question for you. Wait, what do you think? I don't know. Can we go back and, like, look at footage and see if we can, like, see if he's giving off any vibes? <laughs> like, <laughs> I need, like, a criminal investigator to yeah, do that. Yeah, we got to dig in and see see what he's thinking. I don't know. I mean, I know your take on it, I think, was that um, maybe there was a little bit of hesitation giving up some power. I just don't think Gary Keller's ever going to stop running this company. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that that's my view. I mean, and what he did, and I think you look at the move he made because he's now the chairman over there, and they have all these, like, separate arms of the company, which are still all the same, right? It's got mortgage. It's got title. Every real estate company, even the small brokerages, have mortgage and title, right? Like, this is a normal thing. And I I look at him, and and Brad Inman came out with an article about this as well. Him and and, uh, Dave Leninger, uh, who's the chairman at REMAX, these are like these old-school real estate guys, and they're just not leaving the company. And you look at these other companies that are out there, and while, you know, REMAX is publicly traded, obviously, and, and, you know, they have a different CEO with, with Adam Contos, I just don't think these guys are ever going to leave. Like, I mean, there, there's something about that generation. And, you know, I look at, you know, my, my dad is very similar, right? Around the same age. Yeah. He's still working here. He's in his 70s. Like, there's something about that generation that they will not stop. Like, they're just not going to stop. And I, I don't know if it's a power thing, but, you know, you, you come in and you're the president, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know the inner workings here, but I remember hearing this from another uh, prominent CEO in the business that he hired a vice president. But the vice president didn't really know what his job was because right. the other guy was still there. And, and because they elevated someone to the title of president, then he moved to CEO. And my view is very similar that maybe Josh Team didn't like his role because he thought it'd be under the term president. But, but he wasn't given any of like, the power of that or, or, or the responsibility. Or, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's because being a president is very different than what he was doing before. And the, the guy they just, um, um, you know, the... Uh, the, the, they they just elevated uh, what's his name here? Um, it was in the statement. Hold on. So whoever the new president was, um, I can't think of his name here. That's not really the point. He was also elevated from the from the inside, right? Um, so I just don't like. And, and they had another CEO. They had another they had, uh, for KWX, which is now the parent company. I, I just don't think it was what he what he signed up for, and probably didn't like it. That's my right. guess. And they probably and when your heart's not in it. Like the the you know I don't see Gary Keller being too too okay with that either. Right. Like sure. he, so I mean that that's my view of this. 
So I like, what do you think this means for the company? Like, do you think I mean, is it gonna, are they going to change? Do you think anything's going to happen with them? Because they have claimed they've won the tech war and all this other stuff, which I don't think anyone's won the tech war for the record. But what do you think this means for Keller Williams? Honestly, I don't think it means a ton. I think that they may uh, internally promote someone else to this position, and I think that things will kind of continue moving the the same way that they have been. I don't. I mean, we'll we'll see what ends up happening, but I don't see it being some huge major major shift. I think the biggest news here is the announcement, and that's going to be it, right? Yeah. Like, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see this being a strategic change at all, and it sounds like a big thing. And you know, I, I, I kind of look at this as, um, did you ever, uh, you ever follow like the Tonight Show with like Conan O'Brien and Jay Leno, like how Jay took the job back from him? Yeah. I think it's kind of the same thing, where like Jay wasn't going away, then yeah. they created this new show for him at ten o'clock, which no one ever did, right? And then he came back later and took it, and yeah. I, I think you know, it's just, sometimes you're not set up to win. And to me, if you're going to promote somebody, give them the job, right? Like, don't handcuff them on what they can do. Let them do the work and let them make some mistakes or do it their way. And I, I just don't think that was happening here. That's my view. Right. I, I agree with that. So interesting stuff this week. Some real estate news, Philadelphia news. That's what we got. Catch you guys next week. Thanks for watching.